Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I'm joined here by Caden, and we're going to be discussing the Tampa Bay Rowdies uh, match versus Miami FC this past weekend. This is the Southern Derby. There's always a hype around these two teams playing each other, especially for the USL Championship. I've noticed definitely a rivalry between it, these two clubs. I feel like, yo, it's a little bit of a, of a self-made rivalry, even though it, you know, it might not be the biggest rivalry in terms of between the players and between the coaches and everything else, but... I think because of our personal experiences with uh, some said Miami fans at a said uh, playoff game at Alang and the experiences we had there uh, kind of made into our own little self-rivalry that proceeds the already, you know, software derby that it is. But um, I feel like that's just out of the love of the game. You know what I mean? It I really agree. Is. And uh, now this is a, a complete sweep of, of Miami FC. And I think... I'm pretty sure uh, we've kept a clean sheet against them this year. I don't think we got scored on the first game, and we didn't get scored on this game. Now, the only thing I had to say to knock this game is... We did win 2-0, by the way. Yeah, we did win 2-0. But our only, my only, um, only knock on our performance this game is our on-ball performance. It was, uh, it was lackluster when we were on ball. We only had 37% possession. It just felt like we were having a hard time keeping the ball, and when we did, uh, we did we did get those two goals, but uh, again, it was just it just felt kind of uh, like worn out. Almost. Our touch was sloppy. You know what I mean, especially it, towards the end of the game. But JJ it, Williams did what he had to do. So did Forrest Lasso, man. And honestly, I just want to say, you know, put in like a good two minute little little section here on Forrest Lasso. This man's positioning and his defensive prowess and awareness is next level for this league. It really is. He shows it every single time. Whenever there's a cross into the box or some, you know, some sort of action that's requiring him to go out there and make a good defensive play, his head or his body is always there. It is always there. And we keep a strong lineup in that back four. But I feel like moving forward, Move forward throughout the lineup, you f- you see more free flowing positions. Like I see JJ, you know, dropping back into midfield this game. I saw uh, the new guy Joshua Perez, who was uh, allegedly on right wing. He was all over the place. You know, he was all over the field. And I'm not going to say that this was 100% a bad thing for us or a bad look for us. But it, it definitely felt uncomposed, and that that goes to show, you know, with coaching and everything like that. And and uh, you know, Nikki Laws still a new coach, still new with the boys, even though it seems like we've had him forever, uh, just for the, the immediate impact that he's been able to, to leave on this team in a short amount of time that he has been here. Uh, it just seemed like this is our least composed game yet with him at home. Besides Pittsburgh, in my opinion. Um, I feel like we were still well like put together that game. This game, even though we kept the clean sheet, I feel like it was more towards individual players stepping up. That's why we won. That's why we kept the clean sheet. Connor Sparrow had the best game of his entire year. Had a uh, maybe even a career day. Had some absolutely beautiful saves. I could just name off three saves that could go up for save of the week, and all three of them should win it. And then you have guys like Forrest Lasso going in there, single-handedly saving the entire game for us in that one crucial block he had. Again, his placement was perfect. 
he was right in front of the, the goal the entire time. He knew that he knew that shot was going to be taking place, and the timing that it takes to you know get get your head in front of there and head it perfectly up so you don't make it an an own goal, but you're not putting it into a defender's uh, you know possession. That takes so much practice on doing that one movement over and over and over again. And I can't tell you how many times that you know we've I've been playing backyard with the boys, and uh, you know I try to get some sort of header going or some sort of any legitimately any sort of volley, and it just makes me appreciate more and more and more what these guys are able to do every single weekend. And that was no doubt. I'm not able to do that shit probably ever. You know what I mean? I, I play soccer every single day. I'm not. I probably would never be able to do that shit. He's able to he just fucking crank his neck up at the last second to get his ball, get the ball out of there. And then straight after that that break, we go down there, run down the field, and I believe it was um, who was it? It was Charlie Dennis went there and uh, drew the penalty, got the penalty, and whenever he's in front of the ball, well, in front of the net, and has the ball in front of them, you know that shit's not ending well. Yeah, no, team. accurate, in form, always precise with his PKs. But Forrest Lasso is probably the man of the match for me, or me Connor too. Sparrow. Me too. Uh, both very defensive-aware players with probably one of their best games of the season, uh, if not for both of them. Uh, I'd say, yeah, combined both games of the season, best for them. But yeah, no, Forrest Lasso, his defensive awareness and his capabilities, he should not be in the USL. He, he kind of just looks like an Alex Magoo out there, way ahead of kind of any of the offensive talent we've seen go against him whenever he's on the pitch for us. We typically win. At the very least, we draw. Um, very few chances we see him actually blunder on a play. Um, Freddie Kleeman kind of looked a little little rough. Um, some hey, struggles he, he out there. some good technical plays, though. I'm not going to lie. There was, there was some plays where I was like, ooh, fucking Freddie Kleeman out there making a play. And that's what I like to see from him because he has been a little bit dormant. For this part of the season. They did actually, I will give Miami credit, they did create a lot of chances, especially in the first half, um, but they just weren't executing, nor were they, they honestly, you could tell, they just had no ability to be able to penetrate that defense. Uh, Connor Antley, really good handles, but on the offensive side of the ball, Deion Harris subbed in, disappointed me as usual. Um, Charlie Dennis, I mean, we talked about the PK, but this guy... I mean, he does this all the time. Ninth yes, goal of the season. I mean, he's, yeah, you know, he's... for a stretch there, he was in the MVP race. He was. Mm. He's now... fallen out of that. But I think he is still a very, very well-rounded player, a productive player. Still has room to grow with handles and stuff for the ball. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes to accuracy, passing, and shooting, kind of like the base elements of game, I, I think he's probably in that great tier for USL like mm. player. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I wanted to... Name off some of my um, my man of the match. Uh, some guys I thought did well, and some guys I thought needed improvement. Uh, Cal Jennings had an absolutely amazing game. Very JJ very Williams. Precise. JJ Williams. I love that matchup between them. That's just a, yet another assist uh, between or goal contribution between the two. And my man of the match is Forrest Lasso. One guy that was a little bit more out of the picture than we do see in regular games. Jordan Doherty. He was, um, you know, he was all over the place, really. Uh, I, I didn't really see his name being called in, in any uh, great plays like he usually does. You know, usually when his when his mind behind a goal, a setup, a nice play, a big chance, you usually see 
Doherty is on the back of that jersey. You know what I mean? Well, I won't lie. Miami FC did have one thing that kind of did put our midfield in, like, kind of a little bit of a struggle, you know, in my opinion. They had a lot of speed, mm. um, and they were putting that on display for sure. But they did blunder a lot of chances yeah. themselves, and they looked like us earlier in the season. But dumb overall, they're in the, they're, they're bottom table team. Yeah, we what? should... They uh, win handedly every time. Was it Florian Vallo? He had a good game for that. I want to Great shout game. out uh, his, his little game because you know when uh, um, everyone that's in this league they deserve their daps, even if they're on the rival team. And USL Championship League was ranked thirtieth yeah, in the world. Yeah, it is. Which so. is, and that goes to show, like even me and Brady were talking about Forrest Lasso doing his thing in USL Championship. He could play higher tier ball. He could. He could. He could play in Europe. I'm not saying a top five no. league. Um, <laughs> EFL League One? Hell yeah. He can start in EFL League One. I know plenty of teams in EFL League One that he could start for. And but I, he's I, not going I to. I did want to just briefly touch up on this. I know we don't cover MLS to the to the fullest extent as we he do on the, uh, on, we, on the Instagram. Shout out to all of our social media. A little plug here. At Tea Time Reports. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Threads. But um, I think Forrest Lasso would definitely be a dominant defensive player in the MLS. But that, that wasn't my... I was actually going to kind of get into something else. I have an argument that some of these USL teams are gritty enough to compete to to actually go in and you know beat these MLS teams. Like not just like in the, those tournament matches, but just straight up. Like I feel like if they actually swapped out some of the teams in the MLS to the USL, like Sacramento, Birmingham, Tampa, I feel even like, Pittsburgh, I feel like they would be more com- like more competitive than you know some of these we, lower table see, teams. We did see Pittsburgh beat. Uh, uh, pretty. I forget who they beat. Houston. Did they beat Houston? I think it was. I think it was the Houston Dynamo. Houston they beat. Di- I know we we faced Houston Dynamo and we lost to them sadly. But um, Pittsburgh, I, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh faced some MLS team leaks cup and they 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 did beat them. And, and we are referring even, to the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Yeah, by Pittsburgh the way. Riverhounds, not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we. If you're a, if you're an avid fan, we talk about you know football and then American football. So mm-hmm. you know, always pay attention to that episode art. Hopefully, everyone out there is appreciating uh, the individuality to each episode for sure. We try, we try. Yes, absolutely. And the other thing I did want to touch up on in this game, um, a, a little bit of a disappointment for me uh, about the Rowdies was Joshua Perez. Yeah, he man. was fucking invisible. Yeah. Kind of looked like mm-hmm. Abel Caputo. Like yeah. just nowhere, like he's, and I get it. It's his first start, but like he looked like he had no chemistry with any of our guys at all, um, and he just didn't look like anyone was like feeding him the ball. It, it, I saw him get a couple touches. We're in ninety-eight, cool number, but I would like to see him be be a little bit more creative with the ball. I believe uh, I don't know if it's his uncle, but someone in his family played for us back in like the seventies. That's in, fucking cool, yeah, in, in you know. ASL. And um, and that makes me want him. That that makes me want him to succeed exactly. even more. Oh yeah. But like I just don't yeah. want him to be out there like Abel Caputo and be invisible for four matches and then mm. get hurt. You know, knocking yeah. on wood, obviously. But mm. I just don't want that for Joshua Perez because he has way more upside than Abel Caputo, especially that signing. That's that was a bigger signing mm. at the time. And I'm glad that we're actually making moves because we have the most injured roster in the USL, in my personal opinion. Definitely in terms of mid- bro, we had three subs. We had, we had three subs available. In this last match. Yeah, pretty valuable. So, I, I feel like, um, and, and I really can't name... I didn't include the goalie, so technically four, but, like, we yeah. don't have enough guys. We need more players. I really can't name uh, a formidable sub for Kleeman or Lasso. 
No, you, they ha- one of them has to start, and then if only one starts, they change the formation, I've noticed, to the three-back setup, mm-hmm. because they have to utilize one of them, if not both, yeah. in the backfield at all times. Obviously, you want that combo. And it's, but, it's not like you're going out there subbing out your center backs. That's just really not something that happens. No, they're not but, getting attritioned. But, you know... I do want four dare, dare, so. dare I say something happens, you know what I mean? Knock on wood, you know, I'm knocking on my, my pecker right now. <laughs> um, but... You know, knock on wood that one of these guys goes down, uh, Kleeman, Lasso, and we're running one of those setups where we've had both center backs uh, on the field at the same time. You know, we're going to have to force a change lineups, and it's going to put us into a complete, like, just a state of shock. You know what I mean? I agree. Either way, we need one of those guys in our lineup. We need the defensive prowess of one of those guys. You touched up on it perfectly. They don't get subbed much because the attrition and stamina is low for that position. But uh, I would like to see them at least get some rest before the playoffs, Mm -hmm. like maybe two, three matches, like for each guy. Um, in the final coming weeks because we're in a comfortable position now, but we're not in the best position. We should be at number one in the Eastern Conference, but obviously Pittsburgh is just looking full sound. Yeah, uh, yeah and they're, I, I, they're a dangerous team. I'm, a, I'm, I'm afraid of them. That's the one team in the entire league I'm afraid of probably j- like more than any other team. But, but also I will throw out Birmingham. I'm yeah, not scared them, of Sacramento. I'm not scared of the West as much because they play a different type of ball over yeah, there. Honestly, there's, don't, there's only two teams I'm afraid of in this entire league. It's it's Birmingham. Pittsburgh and Birmingham, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's been it for me because those are consistent rivals. We I mean, have Pittsburgh's to beaten us once, and Birmingham swept us. They swept us, and we were there week three, I think. Week yeah, two. that was fucking horrible. Man. It was one nil, but still. No, it was. It was two nil. It was two nil. Okay, I honestly, might even gone to three. No, I think it was two. So we left. We they, left in like the seventy fifth minute because they but, scored, and then we left. We were like, all right, we're not coming back from this. I mean, we, yeah. I mean, it was kind of just looked like a dormant day, and that was. Towards the beginning of the season, obviously. Yeah, so we, we faced up against him again, and I was... It was know, 1-0 loss yeah, I was in the second. And that, except that was against when we had uh, Stuart Dobson. And his two-game stretch yeah, that was just rough. Stretch. Sadly, he was there during that two-game stretch where we had to... We had to face Birmingham. But either way, like I think in the past month and a half, I know we were on that 11-game win streak, mm-hmm. um, but I think right now we look like a very formidable and full-sound team with the starting roster that we do have. We don't have the depth that I would like, but I hope Lewis Hilton's going to be coming back off injury relatively soon. Sebastian uh, um, Delgard is going to be coming back man. relatively soon, and probably in the next two weeks yeah, or we'll so. finally have a, a right winger. Jesus. And, like, even if I'm going to ease him back into the lineup so he can get ready for playoff time because we're going to need him. I think he needs to start immediately. I don't know. I, I, reps I'm right going to take him. I'm going to take it easy if I'm if I'm uh, Wait, law. I, he'll probably get subbed in the first game. That's what I'm saying. And then, uh, you know, right after that, it, it'll, it'll go back to the normal reps he deserves. But one guy I was looking at even before the, the season started, and it was a big sign we made in the offseason, was Zachary Jarebo. And I was really pulling for him, pulling for him, pulling for him. He didn't really do much the times that he was in. Uh, but then I feel like, then again, we weren't figuring out what we needed to figure out then. Um, we were still looking like a confused squad. And Neil Collins was still putting the right pieces together to form the puzzle. And uh, Zachary Uva wasn't really on top of his form. And I've always wanted him to succeed. And then during that that stretch right before we got pretty good and we got Spalding, <clears throat> he goes down with an injury. And uh, I'm pretty sure we had Lewis Hilton back for a little bit. And then he just went straight back into injury. We can't catch a, a break. No. We cannot catch a break at all. 
Like, if, if we had at least two of those guys back, bro, like, we, we would be in a better position, at least, uh, you know, on, on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at, at this point, we're looking very solid going into next week. And would you mind... Uh, Ekra got hurt too, bro. Ekra did go down, which is going to be a little rough because that that's another rough. guy. He's a he's a statement player for us. People don't really appreciate what he does for us. Great for passer. Reason. Great passer. Very smart. Every single move he makes is for a reason. And there's there's 100% you can see why he has the most stars in USL history, your USL championship history, because he makes those smart plays. There's not really 100% reason to bench him. He's a good I, possession player. There hasn't been a single game where I'm like, he's the problem that no. we did bad. No, you he's never I mean? looked bad at all. The, he's never given me a reason to think that we that we shouldn't start in the next game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. He's never given because, like, he's, we were touching on this a little two seconds ago. But he's a great passer. He's a really good guy to not be a set piece creator, but a guy that could like set that guy up. Hey, type it, shit. His defensive prowess is nice. Too. Oh no, and, that's, and, he had, and that's that's not motor. even like on defense. That's not even like on defender defense. I was looking at this one clip from it was, I don't know it was like two or three games ago, but um, they were talking about his movement as a whole, analyzing his play. <clears throat> and they were showing how he, you know, uses his movements to, you know, kind of filter out defenders or, or attackers to where he wants them to go. And his body movement and his movement on the and his placement on the pitch is impeccable for this league. It really is. Like he knows how to make a defender change their mind about where they want to go. And honestly, the one thing I will respect about his game is that he's always clean. You know, he's always oh, yeah. had, he always has a clean performance. That comes with being a veteran. High motor, really big effort for an old boy. But I hope he recovers very sh- very soon. We're gonna need him back uh, desperately. Um, but well, I guess the return of Dalgard is gonna be legendary. It I, will be. I don't I don't know. He's never been like that impactful to the me. Fuck are you talking? He was leading. He was number one in assists. The, the first fucking four games he started, he became number one in assists. Oh, I, I didn't know he was the number one in the league in assists. Oh, yeah. Definitely definitely no one on the team can send a crosser in like him. He's, except for except for Doherty and Antley. I, I still, like, even would prefer Delgar to take that. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like, on the offensive side of the ball, I, I just notice his dribbling and just his handles. He has little, the best touch in the team. It, it's a, like, well, like, honestly, during, like, around the goalie box, I noticed a little bit of a lackluster, like, attack from him. But he can yeah. accurately drop a crosser and, like, I, no one else on the team. In I my do opinion. remember, I believe it was his last game in where he had that absolutely beautiful move on that defender. Where he just shook this dude. And he does have pace. He does. Low key. He has, uh, like, smart, very smart movements. And is he coming in next game? I'm not sure if he's back yet. I remember it was, like, when he got hurt, they were talking about four, six weeks. Yeah, they said a month. But I imagine it might be, like, two more weeks. Hopefully this upcoming game we'll get some Hopefully. Hopefully we'll, we'll be there for this upcoming time. I feel like we say that all the time when we do Rowdy's episodes leading up to an outland game. Just been a lot going on with family and, and obviously school yeah. starting up this past month. or mm. And we're, it's almost the end of August already. But we will definitely be getting to some more games at Outland for sure. You can count on that and I make wanna, sure we, we, you know, uh, we stay tuned for that. I want to try and get some... some, episode, some um, uh, uh, some street recording done with some some drunk fans. As yeah, well. some interviews type shit. Hopefully a player interview or something. That'd Let's be pretty cool on the that. pitch. So make sure you're following the Instagram because that's where most of that does go. But also be on the lookout for our TikTok because we are going to be heavily posting on there some clips and stuff. Just try to get some gaming clips. Yeah, out just there. why not? You know, just yeah. a little, just fuck it. You know, mm-hmm. nice little chill vibe exactly. type shit. 
Um, yeah, but you know, one of those could go viral. You never know. You never know, facts. But did you want to quickly look up the um, the, the next, next match game. we're playing? I believe it's someone from the West. Oh, I think it's, it's, uh, it's Hartford Athletic. It's Hartford Athletic, and these guys suck. Yeah, they do pretty good. Yeah, but can bad. you just get the standings on Hartford? I think they're bottom table. Um, they they may be mid, but I'm not sure. I think they're pretty. I think they're as bad as Loudon. They are the uh, in terms of points, they're the second worst team in the league. Okay, so they're awful on offense. I remember we played no, them. No, no, I mean like points in terms of like points earned. Oh, like, like they are statistically rankings wise, they are the second worst team in the entire league, and they have uh, they have they have the worst goal dif- goal differential in the league. So Hartford Athletic, obviously in a really rough patch this season. I think we played them already earlier in the year. Can you just confirm that? I don't think so. No, um, I don't. They do have cool kits. They have the most goals allowed in in the entire league. This might be a big offensive game for the Rowdies if that is the case. Their defense is obviously not doing much, and their offense isn't doing anything to offset that discrepancy yeah. on the pitch for that for the for the club, obviously. But I, I do predict um, mainly because I was hearing for the past couple weeks, and obviously I'm pretty heavily following. Uh, the USL Championship League on Facebook and stuff. I get all the stand-ins and all the highlights and shit. We and haven't faced them yet. They're they're pretty bad, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool kits. Won't lie. Stadium's very mid, but uh, I I I'm do glad believe. We're playing in LA. Yeah, I'm glad we're playing in Alang, and I think that'll be the perfect environment for our team to win three nil. Um, I think this will be a dominating performance. I say that every week, but I really do believe Charlie Dennis will have a brace with an assist for Doherty. Um, that I think that'll be a safe assumption for me. I think Charlie Dennis is going to be getting back into that MVP conversation. Hopefully. I think he will get a PK in this game, but I mm. think he will get a nice, accurate little long ball in potentially. Um, but I think Doherty's going to maneuver and take maybe one with his left because he's able to do that. I've seen him yeah. take shots, and yeah. I, I think that'll be something we might see. But what are your thoughts on this upcoming game at Al Lang versus Hartford Athletic? I see uh, J.J. Bags one, uh, possibly two. So yeah, I'm gonna give two to JJ. So JJ Brace. Yeah, JJ Brace. You know, honestly, before I even go in uh, detail about who I who I think is gonna score, I'm gonna go three nil just outright. Okay. Uh, three nil, two goals by JJ, an assist from Doherty. Um, I think Jake Arman went down as well, sadly, um, and an assist from Antley. Hopefully, I think he can get up there, get that cross into there to the tall boy. Uh, JJ Williams get his you know, rise above the defenders like he loves to do and just get his get his head right on the ball and put that this might be like a, like a five one statement win hopefully that's like. what I'm hoping for and then the uh, the last goal uh, that'll go to go to Charlie that'll go to Charlie with an assist from Cal definitely okay. that's how okay. I see it I slept on Cal obviously on my prediction there but I think a Cal will probably assist. Dennis on one as well, and I think um, uh, you know Lacob is in in for his due in his due stats. You know what I mean? It's his it's his time to to you know put, put again put a fucking stat line. Let's up just there. talk about Jake Lacob real quick. I have been seeing a lack of motor and yeah. a lack of effort out of him lately. Mm-hmm. He does actually pr- provide a really good passing ability. He is he that set piece guy, not as good as Ryan Spalding and ever when he's was. In front but... of the net, he finishes. I'll say that. Yeah, he's an accurate left like foot shooter. He has and... good composure. Good handles as well. Good touch. One of the better guys with touch mm-hmm. on the field and yeah. on the pitch, in my opinion. For I just the think he doesn't try to touch. That. I remember there was one game that we went to. I believe it was in house at Alang, and he had must have gotten like four or five overhead balls. Same game, same ball every single time. It just let him drop one by one by one right in front of him every single time. 
when he was like two yards away from the ball. Like, I get it, maybe the first time, you know, maybe the last time you do it, but one out of five times. Just, just, just have the effort to give a shit and <laughs> put your foot two inches out. You know what I mean? At least try to get your foot on the ball. Facts. Don't just stare at it and watch it bounce in front of you. Yeah. It's going to do the same thing as if you just put your foot out. I agree. Uh, I agree, but the, the effort and the motor is a little, you know, it, it doesn't give me confidence from him, but he will get his he will get his points and his he assists. Will. He will. Um, I don't think it will happen this next game, but, you know, game after that, he might, he might be on my predictions. Honestly, this game, it, it might legit either be a trap game or just a monstrous, like, I like think we got a monster demolition, demolition like of uh, of Hartford Athletic. Home. Yeah, we're at Al Lang, bro. We're not gonna up, they're not gonna upset the fans at Al Lang, bro. You know, not knocking on wood, obviously, but I mean, it, with the vibes there in Al Lang, they're immaculate. Everyone loves their team, and the Rowdies are probably you know probably the top three in the USL Championship. And if we're there, we won't lose. No, yeah, hundred percent. Al Lang is the place to be. It is. And make sure you're staying tuned in for more future Rowdies episodes. Caden, thank you so much for hopping on this Rowdies episode. And make sure you're following us on Instagram. We post a lot of Rowdies content on there, some news, match day information, lineups, all that good stuff. And uh, definitely give us a follow, a comment, a like. All interactions are greatly appreciated. Uh, Thank you to everyone out there. Good morning, good evening, and uh, good night. Peace. Peace.